0: Let's go. So Today, my guest is Jeff Beal. He's a marketing strategist who helps companies market smarter by leveraging automation, artificial intelligence, and funnels. He's also known as Mr. Marketology and kind of gives you an idea of what we're going to talk about today. Hi, and uh, welcome to the podcast. Jeff.
1: Hi, thank you. Thanks for having me on.
0: Let's start with a bit of a background. Tell me a little bit about yourself and how did you get into marketing?
1: OK, yeah. So I've been doing marketing uh, for a long time. I've been on every aspect or every seat at the table, if you could say. Um, started off uh, doing web design uh, and uh, was working in the military. Happened to tell them that their website in the Air Force sucked, and they told me to <laughs> build one. So I learned that. Then I said, well, no one can find you. And this was in the 90s. This was when Google was in its infancy. And they said, well, fix it. So I started learning SEO. (laughs) Um, Moved out of the military aspect and went to corporate. Uh, Went from there to agency, went from there to in house. um, Then went from there to consultation. And there uh, I found my love in strategy. So I've done everything from web design to SEO to paid to email to marketing automation. And now I'm integrating automation with. Uh, artificial intelligence. So, um, I've seen marketing grow, and I've grown with it, um, and it's been a fun journey. Mm,
0: that's that's quite interesting story. And uh, yeah, I, I actually I looked at your profile obviously before the podcast, and I, I didn't um, that that was not there. The, the story with the you know building the the army size. So that that's very cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's very funny. And so you've been like you said, you've been uh, around. Yeah online marketing, because, you know, marketing obviously has existed before, but online obviously is a huge uh, change. And so how do you feel has it developed over time? Like what strikes you as, as let's say, the most important? And as a follow-up on that, what do you feel businesses get wrong today about how to market themselves
1: in like yeah. the most common cases? Well, I, I think marketing principles are the same. So, the principles of marketing haven't changed, just the approach to marketing has changed uh, uh, a bit. So, before it used to be push marketing. Um, And what that is, is basically whoever has, well, let's say he or she who has the biggest budget uh, beats you into submission. Uh, So, Mm -hmm. they advertise and advertise and advertise until you say they must be the greatest because they're the only one that's seen. But now with social media, um texts and and so many other ways of gathering information the internet um it's now more of a, a a pull marketing because people have so many options um they can review for themselves they don't have to wait for your commercial to come on um mm. or your billboard to be seen they can go out and find out information about your company or or people are very opinionated especially on social about how they feel about a, a certain brand so that approach has changed. Um, You have to do a little bit more of culture um, awareness and, 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 and unique selling propositions more than before that he who had, he or she who had the biggest budget won. Um, So Mm. that has changed. Um, You know, people now are looking at how beyond just price, how can you benefit um, it's mm. not just a uh, person that has the lower or business that has the lowest price, or um, mm. uh, is the best, or the one that shows the most luxurious, uh, high end product must be the best. Um, you have a lot of of, of things that uh, now factor in, uh, and people now have customized it or personalized it to their p- specific needs. Uh, and then mm. the last thing that marketing has changed over the years has been there's a lot more shiny new tools out there. Um, and mm. so a lot of marketers, especially um, smaller marketing uh, uh, departments, uh, they get caught up in all of the shiny new tools. Who's the newest <laughs> kid on the block? Um, and I need to be there because everyone's there. And that's not really what you should focus on. Um, mm. Everybody might be there, but you should be where your customers are. Uh, you mm. should be where they're going to find what you offer. Um, just because TikTok is uh very popular, you don't need to see me dancing on TikTok. Um <laughs> uh, my my little one, she can dance for the both of us. Um, but you know, I don't need to be dancing because everyone else is dancing on TikTok. So as a marketer, I need to be up there dancing and telling you how you can get rich too, like me. <laughs> that that's not really um uh, uh, a good fit for my business and my customers. So I think that's how marketing has changed over the years. And now with artificial intelligence getting involved, it's going to ch- change a lot more and a, a, a lot faster because people without the, I would say, technical knowledge now have access to do things that they before would have had a large learning curve to do. Mm-hmm. And so now you can create videos without even being on video and it actually is an a, 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 a avatar that looks real, um, not the, the cartoons of before. Now it hmm. literally is a person's video that's synced to your words. Uh, I was looking at something last night that was very interesting. This guy can't rap at all. He literally did some lyrics and had an uh, AI change his tone, his look and everything to be Kanye West. And he literally oh. put it out. <laughs> as a new Kanye West song. And people think it's a new Kanye West song. And it's a guy that has nothing relating to Kanye West. He let you hear his voice and his style before, and then he typed it up, put it in this program, and it literally put the words, put Kanye, and um, you know how they they have, what is it called, uh, face faking or something, Mm -hmm. where (laughs) Kanye's mouth is moving to the words and so forth. It was amazing. I said, wow, you know, so that's going to change a lot of ways we approach marketing. And unfortunately, you remember the old commercial, it must be true. It's on the internet, it must be true. Yeah. (laughs) A lot more of that, um, uh, I guess you would say, illusion truth that's going to Mm -hmm. be out there. And consumers are going to get a lot more savvy. So marketers are going to have to be a lot more um, uh, creative. And how they uh, reach their audience.
0: Mm, absolutely, and I think we, in in that sort of overview of how it has developed, you touched on already a few things that that um, marketers and entrepreneurs, uh, as as you know, part of that mix, are getting wrong. Where like the the following, the latest craze, always trying to be everywhere. That's definitely something I've noticed as well. Um, inconsistency as well that which kind of falls into that as well. I think if you if you're true to your brand, if you know who your audience is, you know what your brand stands for, it's so much easier to make those choices of, you know, where do I need to be, what do I need to say? Um so yeah, definitely. And artificial intelligence is a is an interesting one because there's so much happening and so quickly, like you you know it's it's a struggle to keep up just watching it, let alone doing stuff with it. And uh but I I don't I I think In one way, it might um, make us appreciate more the human sides of of marketing, because I'm starting to notice already, um, I mean, I deal with premium domain names, so I get a lot of inquiries every day for different names that I work with. And do you know I, I thought it will take longer. It is so obvious when I get a message written with uh with Chat GPT. It is it's getting so obvious. It's like, oh, not again.
1: <laughs> so so you you're getting the I hope you're doing well. Every yeah, time yeah. I see that as the first <laughs> sentence, I'm like, oh, they didn't, you know, and that's just being lazy. That's really yeah. just being lazy. I'm like, okay, they use Chat GPT because every single Chat GPT email starts with the same first sentence i don't yeah. know why but
0: <laughs> I, yeah there you go that that's literally it's that there's a few phrases that they're really you know classic classic and like you say yeah you, you just didn't even bother changing it because i guess you know it's okay using it to improve stuff or you know put stuff together But just, you know change change it a yeah. little bit like make it your own <laughs> that's just crazy um i wanted to ask you about the main names i noticed uh, yeah let's Backtrack that. Before the domain names, how did Mr. Marketology come around? It's a very like curious choice of a name.
1: Now, that's interesting because um, really the reason I came over Mr. Marketology is I look at marketing in a omni-channel approach. So you approach marketing in several different ways. And really, it's an art and a science to it. Um, but I, I do like to say to a lot of businesses out there, a lot of marketers make it more mystical then it really is. I mean, they make it so complicated and oh, it's a lot, it's a lot of things going on that you need. it's it really is. It's 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 pretty simple in the principles of it. But the mm. thing is there's a lot of different ways to approach it. And um I work with building out strategies for companies and helping them uh, understand a better customer journey uh from brand awareness to sales. So with that, there is an art and a science to it. And that's why I started looking at what would kind of put it all into a name. You know, mm. Jeff Bill just doesn't put that into a name. Plus, there's another Jeff Beal out there that is a very <laughs> award winning composer. And, mm. uh, you know, I just wanted to make sure that I was separated from anybody else. And um, so that's the reason I came up with the name.
0: That's, that's cool. And I noticed you do have actually MrMarketology.com and you also do have JeffBill.com. So you yeah. did secure those two. From where you stand, um, putting aside the technical side of domain names, because that's you know a whole different story. Where do you see them? You did say marketing is a whole mix of a lot of things, a lot of elements. Where in that do you see domain names as, as brand assets?
1: Oh, wow. Domain names, that's your name. I mean, it is your reputation. You have to secure that. Um, mm. You know, the, the 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 first two, secure your personal name so people can't just, you know, make up anything about you. Um, and then your business as well. Um, because as a competitor, if I wanted to destroy you and be unethical, I can literally just get your domain name and poach off of your customers. Offer the same thing and poach off of your customers. Or I can slander your name by having your domain name. Um, you know, there's so many reasons why you should secure that uh, for yourself, even if you don't use it more than just a you know, placeholder. Um, hmm. But that's the main reason. And then whatever campaigns you have going on, secure names that make sense for, for those campaigns. One reason would be it helps to segment that audience for that particular campaign. The second would be SEO. Of course, everybody starts off, hey, SEO, you know, for, for your uh, search results. But, you know, it helps with that as well. And then it just makes sense. Um, if you're doing a campaign and let's say you're talking about um, travel, you know, have a domain name that makes sense about travel. Don't have a domain name that's talking about pets and mm. on the page it's talking about travel it doesn't make any sense so you know your name is is very important just like a person's name is important to them so think of it like mm. naming your baby you got to name it right
0: <laughs> <laughs> no i completely agree with that uh, and i i that you mentioned um you know the, the obvious one like you said get your personal name uh, even if you're not using it immediately and one for your business and then I like the fact that you went into the creative side of things and uh, funnily enough big established brands are very good at that they have like huge portfolios of domain names and there's even a funny thing like um, people monitoring like Disney or other big companies their domain registration because it's usually a giveaway of whatever next is coming because they reserve those prior to releasing film titles and all that so it kind of mm-hmm. can give you a sneak peek on what are they up to um, but yeah, smaller companies, sadly, are not, not there yet. And sometimes you can see even, or even I would say average size, size companies that would actually start marketing and pushing a campaign and they would have like some short slogan and they like they're banging it everywhere or they're putting a hashtag with it and they haven't registered a domain name. I'm like, what are you doing? Yes. <laughs> like, how simple is it? <laughs> yes. <laughs>
1: okay. And how inexpensive is it? because Mm -hmm. I've worked with some clients before that they did not secure their name. And when they, they became successful, all of a sudden somebody had their name and was reselling it back to them for thousands of dollars. You know, um, I think the largest one, I want to say back in the day, was it bad boys or somebody, um, had that domain name and they really retired off of reselling that name back to the company because the company had to have that name. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, I've, I've worked with companies and they've had that problem. They were like, hey, you know, we, we're we now getting some of the market share, um, but we don't have our domain name and we, we can't secure it. What can we do? And it's like, well, you can pay the person that has it. That's one option. <laughs> Two, you can try to do the .org, .cc, .io, all the other extensions, or you can go legal and, and try to go after them in court. But still, that's going to cost you thousands of dollars uh, to do so. So instead of having a headache, if if you believe mm. in your business, go ahead and register your, your domain up front. Yeah,
0: definitely. That's a. Good advice. That's a sound advice. So yeah, add that to the mistakes that people make most often. What what would you say um, in in your experience with with your clients? Like if you had a magic wand and you can just stop them doing one thing, what would it be?
1: Stop chasing all the shiny dudes. Um, (laughs) You know, be very strategic, understand your audience and, and go to them where they want to be seen. Uh, where they want to see you. Don't stop chasing all the shiny objects. That's the, the one thing that is the biggest hindrance I've seen in business. They, they mm. run to, to this business, that business. Uh, I need to be on Facebook. I need to be on TikTok. And I used to always tell them, who runs your business? You or Facebook? Mm. Because they're, they're, they're wondering about the algorithms. I need to know the algorithm. I need to know the trends. I need to, to set up this up. I need to send all my leads to them. And then all of a sudden mm. they get ba- banned for some reason. And uh, their business is basically on that platform. And they're like, yeah. what do I do now? Well, you didn't secure your own brand. You basically let them run your business. And you were so worried about <clears throat> what they were doing and how yeah, you pleasing, fit into pleasing what pleasing they were the doing. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, that's yeah. the biggest challenge i faced in the past 10 years. I would say
0: definitely and actually comes back to domains because I keep saying that to people like you you build your your website is your place on the internet and like it still blows my mind that people would be sending their audience like you say to Facebook or to Instagram or to whatever and like it's cool you're talking to them there but as soon as that and that has happened you know that you can be banned algorithms can change they change like all the time and suddenly yeah. those people don't see you and you have that block between you and your audience which you brought there
1: <laughs> it's like, yep yeah <laughs> and it, 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 it's, it's, it''s genius though I mean mm. you you have companies that are uploading their data you have companies that are sending their their contacts there mm. then you've got the same companies paying for advertisement for the data that they sent exactly and it's a beautiful model because they're like, well, you know, Facebook ads give me um, give me better results or Google ads give me better results. Well, honestly, the, their business is the data. Their business is in social mm-hmm. media. Their business is in search engine. Their business is advertisement and data. And yeah. you are providing them that for free mm-hmm. and then paying them to get it back. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a beautiful model.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well done, Mark. Have on back. No, yeah, definitely. Um, I I completely agree with you on that. That's the running around. So what you do is is, and I think what you like all of the issues actually that we outlined in a way can be resolved with what you do because you help yeah. businesses have a strategy. And when you have a strategy, I think it's a lot harder to start running around after shiny objects because you know you know where you're going. So tell me a little bit more about that. How does that work? What type of a business can come to you for advice? And, and at what stage of development do, do they have to be or does it does it matter?
1: Yeah, I, I definitely recommend it for, you know, businesses at all stages, but I work better with businesses that are already Established, um, because what I like to do is I like to pull from your data, and the data drives the decision. Um, if you're just starting out, I say, okay, well, let's look at some competitive data, market data. Let's look at some other data, but base our decisions on that and not just assumptions that we have or or, or, or likes that we might want um, out there. So um, the first thing is we look at your audience. Um, w- who who is your ideal audience? I mean, not the ones that tell you you're great. I used to. I remember. I used to to uh, tell people. Everybody tells you you're great until you tell them what the price is, and then all mm. of a sudden, oh well, um, I can't buy that right now. Well, I thought it was great, you know. So mm. you know, uh, I heard somebody say this. I can't claim this, but I heard somebody say. Um, I think it was Jr. that was saying, you know, you can you can cook. Everybody will come to your table and eat for free. But the minute mm. you start charging for the food, that's when you know if you're really good at it being a not. <laughs> so, um, you know, first know your audience. Um, and then from there, then we start to look at how do you get in front of them? What's their needs? How do you speak to their needs? And then how do you capture them and get them into your universe? Get them into your culture. They start to now trust you. They start to like you. They start to. You know, just like we talked about your boy Mark, Facebook. Mm. We bought we bought into their culture so much that it's literally a part of our lives. Mm. Um, and so how do you get them to be like this with your company? And then it's easier to sell when you're like that. I mean, I don't see Mark doing any type of advertisement of why you should buy her on Facebook. <laughs> you know, it's 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 now we're part of the culture. And so building that strategy helps. And you know what the next steps are. So you know what makes sense. Do I send an email? Do I send a text message? I cannot stand getting text messages from people that want to sell me websites or (laughs) marketing. Like, you didn't even look at my profile at all. You know, know, no data-driven decisions are being made here. And so if you can see the map, you can start to, to make smarter marketing moves. And you can see if you're off track. Now, do you play with the shiny toys? Yeah. You have time to do that. That's called research and development. You have a Mm. budget for that. You have people to do that. But that's not your core approach when it comes to marketing. That's something that's saying, this is working now. We have extra. Let's put a little bit over here and see if TikTok works for me. Let Mm. me see if Snapchat works for me. If it does, we'll put more budget toward it and we'll start doing more in that in that area. But if it doesn't, no, we learn. I don't mm. call it losing. It's either learning or earning. We learn mm. and okay, we won't do that again. So that's, that's really why strategy is important. It's not the sexy thing. People love the sexy and lead generation is sexy. Oh, you got, I can get you all this, all these, you know, leads. I can make you a millionaire overnight. I can make you seven figure earner. That sounds sexy. But the real truth is, if you don't know your audience, you don't have an audience. Those type things are just a waste of money and a waste of time.
0: Mm. Absolutely, yeah, definitely agree with you on that as well. <laughs> um, yeah. On the on the strategy, like, how does that typically work? How does it look like a process when somebody comes to you for for
1: help? Okay. Yeah. We do a lot of exercises together. So the first exercise we do is to understand your audience. Um, I love AI because AI now I can pull data from different sources very quickly. Um, Before it used to be a a two pulling exercise. It was, (laughs) who's your ideal audience? Okay. Let's define that. What are their needs? No, not just demographics. What are their needs? Oh, but why would they need that? You know, it was, it was, it was, now I can say, okay, let's look at your current base if you have customers already. If not, let's look at some of your competitors' c- customers. What lookalikes do they have? Okay, this is what they look like. Okay, so now what needs do they have? But I can start plugging this into AI now, and it can start giving me back data to help you now start the, the creative juices flowing. Oh, I wouldn't have thought of that. okay. Mm-hmm. McDonald's, if I'm McDonald's, I love using them for analogy. I stopped eating there. I used to eat there all the time. But McDonald's is not about the food. It's the convenience. It has nothing. It's the real estate. It's the the location. The convenience has nothing to do with the food. The food, Mm. I've never said, wow, this is the best burger I've ever had. Never. Mm. So it's not the food. So if you were in the market and saying, and I've had restaurants say, "Well, we had the best burgers out. Nobody goes because of the burgers. I mean, that's not the selling point right there. Mm. So, you know, understanding that and AI can help understand that. Then after we get the audience down, I say, okay, we've identified the audience. We've identified the needs. What's your benefit statement to those needs? Mm. Most of us start with this is who we are. This is why we're the best. Nobody cares. You Mm. know (laughs) what is the thing? What's the benefit, Fancy's domain? You work with domains. What's your benefit? Your benefit is two different things when I see domain. Vanity, mm. security. and branding mm. is that vanity of we own this, look at us, and security that our, our competitors can't take our, our you know name, our reputation and ruin it. Those are mm. the, the two biggest benefits of your domain name. And I guess mm. um ease of of, of finding you. Because, mm. you know, if they know your name, and I love that in SEO, we rank for our name. You should. Because if you have <laughs> your own domain name, you should rank for your name. It should be that simple. Um, but, you know, understanding that for your message, then what do you offer? You know, with your offer, why do you offer it? What makes it um, something that someone will want? And what makes the proper price? And when it comes to the price, it doesn't have to be the cheapest. It doesn't have to be the most expensive, but it has to make sense. And then mm-hmm. from there, how can you capture this lead? Whether it's a funnel, you know, website, however, how can you capture the lead? What's the journey that you're going to put them on? Emails, text messages, chat, bots, whatever. What's the, the journey? Then from there, how are you going to track the success of that? And then after you nail that down, now how are you going to drive your traffic? What kind of content you're going to put out there? That's, that's how I build the strategy for, for companies. And then following that, now it starts to make sense. It says, okay, mm-hmm. because most people start with traffic, but if you have no place to send them, you are just wasting mm-hmm. money. If you have no yeah. process to get them through from point A to point Z, then you're just wasting money. And mm-hmm. yeah, you got a million people that you paid for and you have no process to sell them. At the end of the year, you're going to be out of business. So Mm. that's why I tell people, set up the foundation first, set up the strategy first, make it make sense and then start opening up the floodgates, start driving the traffic. And Mm. with that, especially when they see it and the way I like to do it, I like to give it to them in a visual map. I know, you know, a lot of uh, mindset coaches say have a vision board, have a mind map. I like to give it to you in a visual map. And then we have the process, something that your team can look at and see and say, okay. This is where we do this. This is where we do that. And this is why it makes sense. So that's Mm. how how I build out the strategies.
0: Mm. Definitely agree with you on that. And it kind of in my, um, as you were saying, uh, it goes back to the running after shiny objects a little bit, because I can totally see people. You mentioned the, you know, getting a lot of traffic and especially early on startups have that thing where they're getting said, Oh my God, we're getting all that traffic or we paid for, you know, whatever. And we are getting all that. It's like, so what, <laughs> you know, yeah. if, if you can't, if you can convert those people or if you, you know, they drop off or like they, you know, they, they bought one time and they never come back and you're just on to that treadmill again. It just makes no sense.
1: Yeah. Yeah. A lot of people are starting to see that with the likes and follows, you know, on mm. social media, they're like, Oh, I have a million followers. And it's like, oh, okay, so business must be great. And you can hmm. see the hesitation when they be like, yeah, yeah, business is great. And you're like, no, nah, <laughs> you're not selling anybody. You know, you got a, lo- a bunch of people that like, I mean, honestly, if I was to today go out here and do something very foolish to hurt myself, I would get a lot of people to watch me fail. It sure doesn't <laughs> mean I would grow my business at all. So, so hmm. you know, A lot of us start looking at these vanity metrics, but we don't have a way to convert those vanity metrics into sales. So Mm. let's look at some some people that have done that. Well, you have Dollar Shave Club. They're famous for that. Yeah, they have funny videos. Those Mm. funny videos have millions of people watching, but they had a strategy to say, okay, out of this, we're going to get men that don't want to go spending a lot of money on razors. We're going to give them this membership. It's going to be low cost. It doesn't cost much. We know how much razors cost, and this makes more sense. They're gonna laugh at it. They're gonna share it with other men because it's funny. Mm. And then other men are gonna say, "Yeah, that does make sense to pay them, you know, twelve dollars a month versus going out and buying razors. That makes a whole mm. lot of sense. It's convenient. It comes to my house. I don't have to." And all of a sudden, they don't have to sell you. You can sell yourself. And so mm-hmm. that's why it worked. But they didn't just put up a bunch of funny videos with no call to action, mm-hmm. no to next to get episode. a lot
0: of likes. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah definitely. Absolutely. I, I can see that. And I mean, any like, I would swap. You know, I don't know. Probably like millions of followers and whatever for a, like a decent, clean mail list with people who you actually have a connection with and you can reach out directly.
1: Yes. Yes. And that's so important to have that, that list that if you tell them about something, they're going to take action. You know, mm-hmm. that's the challenge when it comes to buying lists. Um, you can buy a list with millions of people on it, but if you have no trust there, you have no clout or influence there. Um, you're just going to send out an email and people are going to just say it's spam. And now mm-hmm. here's the problem. You've got, now you got to clean your list. That takes time. You got to try to not have your, 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 uh, domain blocked. That takes time. You know, you got all Mm. this damage control to work, you know, through, which is now taking time away, money away. And that, Mm. and here's the thing that a lot of businesses don't look at. You're not making money. You're actually wasting money. Now you're spending more money Mm. on damage control that you wouldn't have spent in the first place. That's mm. the challenge. And that's why I tell people, if you don't have that strategy out, you don't have that process out, even if you spend a lot of money on ads and they are people that are interested, you're still not converting. So you're mm. wasting money. And if mm. you've got a lot of people and you haven't identified your audience, you've got a lot of people calling you that you've got your team talking to that cost because mm. you're paying them to talk to them. This time they're taking out to talk to them. Now, by the time I've talked to, let's say 20 people today that were not the right people. By the time mm. the 21st person that is the right person calls, I'm answering the phone like, yeah, what? You yeah. Know, <laughs> it, 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 I'm not going to sell them because now I'm frustrated. And I'm, it comes out in my tone. You know, mm. I'm like, yeah, I'm wasting my my time with this. So n- now you're hurting your business because you didn't do what it, what it took to establish a mm. good strategy up front. Versus saying, okay, I might not be in front of a million, I might be in front of a hundred, but these hundred count, you know, yeah. and I'm gonna make each one of them count.
0: Yeah. And yeah, and it comes back to strategy again. And actually, that aligns very much with what I'm doing, like with, with domains. Um, and it reminds me for some reason of um, Professor Cutler's quote. Um, companies, I'm, I'm probably not gonna quote it exactly, but it's something in the eyes of companies spend a lot of time worrying about. How much it costs to do something they should worry instead of how much it costs not to do it and that's Mm. for like entrepreneurs especially first-time entrepreneurs it's a very i find that um like people would go around i'm not gonna you know invest in that domain name that's you know it costs whatever and then they're gonna spend 10 times that trying to compensate what they would have had with that domain name and i I kind of get the feeling it's similar with you because like especially because the main end people see it as like, well, it's not a physical thing. Like I can touch it and put it in a, you know, so like I would imagine people, you know, coming to you and saying, well, why would I pay for strategy? What does that look like? I can, I can just, you know, cobble something together. I can do it myself and not thinking about how much does it cost me actually not having that
1: strategy. Exactly. And even with domains, I, I know so many people that have got so many domains and they don't realize it until the next year when they rolls over and they got to pay for all these domains they haven't used because they <laughs> had no strategy. They mm. just will buy domains because the name sound good. And it's like, well, what are you going to do with that? I don't know. I'm going to do I've done it myself. I've had <laughs> names and, and, and every year I convince myself I need to renew it. And it's like, <laughs> this is your fourth year and you haven't done anything with this. Why are you renewing it again? Well, I don't <laughs> want anybody else to have it, but you're not doing anything with it, you know, <laughs> or you have companies that they haven't secured other extensions of their domain. Okay, mm-hmm. this is your business, but you haven't secured the .io or the .ai. Now that that's the big thing. You haven't secured, you know, back in the day with .net, you know, but, you know, you haven't secured these other extensions and now somebody is taking it and running with it. So you know, it's all about forethought. You know, if you mm. had that forethought, you can you can maneuver a lot smarter than trying to react. Mm.
0: Yeah. And, and you can see that actually with a lot of successful businesses, successful entrepreneurs, Um, when you dig out some early interviews or so thoughts, they share that how they thought about their business like um, Jeff Bezos comes to mind, obviously an easy one. But if you look at how he was talking, he was li- like he looked like a crazy person the way the way he was talking yeah. about, you know, Amazon. And you see where he is now. But he like even when nobody was seeing that he had that vision, and so that strategy, and he just followed it through. And I don't think that would have been possible if he didn't have it, because you get lost around, you know, lost on the way. Yeah. Otherwise,
1: oh yeah, because honestly, when he was putting it out. People were like, would somebody go online and buy a book. You got all these bookstores. And he's like, no, his vision was like, it's not even about the books. The books is Mm -hmm. just a product. It's not about the books. It's about the system. And once Mm -hmm. he got the system down and he got the process down, he started to notice, man, these recommendations, that's huge. Let me focus on giving people more recommendations. And once he started seeing it work with books, He was like, I can do this across a bunch of different products. Let me expand past books. Then when he found out that, five, 10 years later, everybody else is like, I need a recommendation engine. Well, (laughs) they wanted one like Amazon, but Amazon had perfected it because they have been doing it for years. Then after that, he said, you know what? People don't want to wait to get product. Let me have this two-day shipment and just make it a part of what we do. Mm. People are like, that's crazy. That's crazy. Now, it's normal. And Mm everybody's trying to be like Amazon, and Amazon now can get it to you within hours, which is crazy. Mm -hmm. You know, (laughs) but you know, it's like he starts seeing things and saying, okay, I see where the benefit really is, and I am going to work on that process. And the strategy was put out years before. And then once he started perfecting it, everybody else saw, saw it as a shiny new toy and jumped on board. And they were trying to catch up. I worked with some major companies. And they literally were like, "How does Amazon do it?" We were sitting <laughs> board meetings. They were like, "How does Amazon do it?" And we are reverse <laughs> engineering what Amazon's doing. But understand, when you're reverse engineering what somebody's doing, that means they've already done it, perfected it, and they moved on to whatever the next step is. Mm. So,
0: yeah, yeah, that that's the thing. I think with innovation it, it is like you, you can you have to be like ahead like steps and steps ahead. And so, yeah, I think you're running the risk of looking crazy. But that's just part of the game, I guess.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. It's all risks. I mean, everything doesn't work. I'm sure Jeff, Mark, all of them, I'm sure they've had things that they thought were going to work, and it just did not work. Mm. (laughs) But, hey, it's a part of the game. It is. I think Absolutely. Elon Elon has gotten reprimanded for a, a few things that didn't work, but mm-hmm. he's not suffering for the things that didn't work. There was a lot of things that did work. And so it's just a part of the game.
0: Absolutely. Well, that, that's that been an absolute pleasure. Last question. Tell me what you're up to this year. What are you looking forward?
1: I'm looking forward to building the community more and actually showing people how they can leverage um, AI as a, a, a asset versus a competitor, and how they can automate a lot smarter. So I'm I'm excited to to learn new things to, with the technologies that are coming out, the strategies and techniques that are coming out, and I'm looking forward to sharing it with you know companies out there that are looking to grow.
0: Wonderful. I'll be looking out for that as well. I think everybody is looking out for like how is it all going to go, and I agree with you that it's it's a tool. It's a tool. I think yeah. that there are people that are like, oh, my God, it's, we're going to get replaced. And I, I don't, you know, it's like saying, you know, we're going to get replaced when we got rid of typewriters and, you know, we got computers.
1: <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. It, just,
0: it, gets, it gets better and different. But yes, yeah, it is a tool. Definitely.
1: Definitely. Definitely. Ooh,
0: well, that's been fun. Thank you. Thanks a lot for being on the show.
1: Thank you so much for having me on. It was a pleasure. I would have loved for you to have the hat out. That would have been great. So the world can see. <laughs> but no. <laughs> but yes, it's a pleasure. Pleasure being on the show. Thank you.